Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about yesterday's unfortunate loss at Monterey 1-0 in, in a game that could have gone either way, and I think that's a recurring thing that we've probably mentioned here anytime we get a loss, and, and a couple of ties that we've gotten even as well. But let's go ahead and introduce our two co-hosts for tonight, Sharon and Jared. First, uh, let's go all the way over to Elk Grove with Sharon. How's it going? Oh, hi. Yeah, sure. Everything is going great um, for me personally. Um, I had a little impromptu watch party last night, and unfortunately, you know, my heart was broken because we did not end up uh, winning, and this was a game we could have won. But um, as Mark Briggs said earlier in the week, he knew that Monterey was going to be a tough opponent. So it was kind of in his prediction that it was going to be not easy. It kind of came true. It wasn't easy. Um, Jared, how are you doing all the way over there in Arizona? Uh, just keeping cool as usual. A uh, little disappointed with the result, but I know the boys were in there fighting hard. So it, uh, it's not, not a total loss. Uh, you know, we, we just have to you know, take note from, from this match and move forward. How are you, Luis? Uh, I'm doing good, uh, despite, like we mentioned, Sac Republic lost. Uh, and uh, I got the chance yesterday to go watch my uh, minor league baseball team here in my hometown, Modesto Nuts, and they lost as well. Uh, but Central Valley Fuego did get a really valuable win at North Carolina 1-0 yesterday. So at least they won our, our uh, good old podcast magic. I was able to get three points uh, in a not-so-great trip, right? Let's consider they have to travel all across the other side of the country. And I mean, I've done that trial before and I can't imagine just having to play a game right after you, you land. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, alas, like you mentioned, Sharon, uh, coach said Monterey was going to be a tough team and we had mentioned it here as well. Uh, this is a completely different Monterey team. And I've been so impressed that like this amazing run that they've had that uh, I knew going into this one, we were not going to be playing against uh, the same team that we played against uh, literally like a month ago too, right? A lot, lot changed there. And now, you know, they're well on their way to actually being in playoffs. And that's not something I ever imagined even saying this season. But, hey, they're they're trying to shut me down, right? I know at the beginning you guys were saying, watch out with Monterey. And I kept saying, oh, it's their first year. And I feel like, you know, they're not going to make it. But I don't know. It, they... They got a pretty good chance now. <laughs> you know, I always said in the very beginning, they've got Frankie, they've got Frankie Allop. And, you know, eventually, just like Landon Donovan, they're all going to learn the way of the coach. And Landon's team is doing fabulously right. And then now Monterey is starting to show its style and the Frankie Allop way. If they all believe in it, it will go. Um, I think our team needs to just regroup. I know we're going to get into game analysis, but I think our team needs to regroup and remember what the uh, Mark Briggs way is and really start to believe in that and have a plan. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. So are we headed to Galazos of Gratitude or where are we headed right now, Luis? We're headed to our uh, first part of every episode of Galazos of Gratitude. So Sharon, uh, you want to go first? I oh, think you you're like raising your hand too or your finger. Oh, I was actually pointing at Jared, but that's oh. cool. I'll, I'll... <laughs> you're poking. All right, I, I didn't realize. I was you were poking like... Jared. <laughs> but 
but I'll jump in real quick. Hey, my galazes of gratitude all stem around a little bit of gambling and partying, whatever. No, I shouldn't really say it that way, but um, the soft opening, secret soft opening, I have to give galazes of gratitude to my friend Tim, who got me in to the soft opening of the Sky River Casino here in Elk Grove. And, you know, of course, to his gracious wife, who is, you know, an incredible person, Christina. Um, and they're also huge soccer fans. Their kids have all played and it's fabulous. Both their daughters are playing for their um, schools, uh, their son too. And then, um, you know, and also for my friend Brett for being my plus one, because you never want to go to these things alone. You want to always have, a, you know, somebody to go with. So I really got to thank him for hanging with me and uh, the mayor of our city of Elk Grove for being so gracious and honoring the tribe, uh, the Wilton Rancheria, which is a band of the Miwok Indians who are the hosts of the Sky River Casino. Um, they were just an incredible group to get this casino up and running and as beautiful as it is and allow people to come in and test run the system. It was really a great experience, I think, for everybody involved. Um, and then also last night, <laughs> my impromptu party, uh, a watch party at my own house. I got to thank Tina and Brett for coming on by and, and enjoying that uh, with me. And then finally, my last galaz of gratitude are all the volunteers that continue to show up at our cleanups here in Elk Grove. Can't thank them enough. Um, we had a massive cleanup yesterday in, in an area and I just... Anybody who's involved in any cleanups, it takes a community to be a community. So thank you, everybody, for always being involved with your own community in whatever way possible. Jared. All right. Well, as far as uh, Michael Oz's gratitude, uh, one goes to my manager who made the official uh, put in the official PTO request for the Orlando trip. So that is officially done and on paper. Everything is good to go. I uh, also want to give a glass of gratitude uh, to uh, hotwire.com. I've been kicking, still kicking around the idea of possibly augmenting my trip uh, to Orlando with maybe a couple of days before Miami. I'll, I'm literally going to have to uh, choose as a last minute. And then also for the Las Vegas choice, I was able to score a good hotel for this coming weekend as we take on Las Vegas Lights FC. So if you're around the Fremont Street area, let me know. I may have some stickers with me. Uh, ho hopefully, I won't be too much of a mess af afterwards, uh, depending if we win. And, of course, we know a whole lot of uh, good stuff going around uh, Fremont. So, hopefully, the Boys in Red will make it even better. That is all I have at, at this moment, uh, other than, once again, th thank you to uh, to our, to our uh, big uh, podcast magic fan, Scott Bradford, for... You know, going to Vegas and then also helping out with the accommodations in Orlando. Great. Um, I just have one, and that's actually to my uh, cousin who uh, drove uh, over here to Modesto to actually be able to watch the minor league baseball game that we went to yesterday. And sadly, you know, the, the times that he's actually been with me to Republic games already twice, sack one, but that good luck did not pass over to Modesto. So unfortunately, there was that, but... Uh, we still had a blast being able to uh, go to another uh, sporting event uh, and a baseball game as well. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get right to this game again. Yesterday, 1-0 at Monterey, the third time that we play against them this season and the first time that they ever beat us, right? Because all the other games we had won, including the preseason game in which we also beat them uh, at home. And like I mentioned before, this was an easy team. This is a team that 
has had a really great streak here over the last couple of games. I mean, if you go back and look at their past games, they beat uh, El Paso 1-0. They beat uh, Ludon 1-0 at Ludon 2. Uh, they beat New York Rebels 2-0. They beat Orange County at Orange County 2-0. Uh, they, they got a tie at Detroit. They got a tie at New Mexico. Uh, this team was getting a lot of points, and so this was a completely different thing that was going on here and we saw it yesterday too right i don't know about you guys but the team looked a lot better than they did when we played against them and we got to witness you know last month and so what do you guys think overall in in this match uh, to me it felt like we kind of lost our plan um granted our stats show us with a higher percentage of possession and all of that but one of the things that i noticed was uh, a lot of our uh Finishing touches, our connection, our concentration was lapsing. We saw us getting picked off, some of our passes getting picked off by Monterey. Um, and and that wasn't very much fun for us watching. Um, we we just there was just little lapses of of concentration, a lack of connection, and it seemed like some sometimes even a lack of communication. And I don't know what where this is coming from, but at, at the end of the day. It was wonderful to see some of the the guys getting a break and you know getting a chance to heal up if they have injuries, um, and and to see how hard people like uh, Dami, you know, Viader, he played his little tush off uh, to try and continue to win the ball and and all of that. Um, I would like to see more out of um, um, Dougie. I really think he has more to offer, but I'm not seeing it and. You know, I'm 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 uncertain why Luther wasn't um, one of also one of the subs. You know, being the big body up top kind of guy. So I mean, initially, just my overall thing was I think we didn't have our plan, or maybe there was something else we were trying last night, and I wasn't clear, or I couldn't see it clearly. And you know, I I thought Nick Ross did an, an average job of redistributing some of the passing through the middle, but I, I, it just, I wasn't seeing the full on connections we've been doing, you know, the freedom of uh, making 10, 20 passes, you know, linked up together, not losing a pass, fighting for the ball, fighting to repossess the ball quickly, swarming for repossession. It just, it kind of just, we looked a little tired and I get it. We have how many extra games inserted into our schedule, but at the end of the day, that's a little bit of my initial thoughts. Jared, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, this this was not another uh, rotated match by any means, but uh, it definitely seemed like Monterey Bay had our number. They have clearly studied uh, how, how Republic FC operates. Uh, the, the possession is getting a little better for, for Republic FC because uh, previously we've been getting slammed as far as possession goes uh, by, by our opponents. But uh, towards the second half, it started p- picking up, uh, but unfortunately, we we were outmatched in in this uh, game here. Uh, did notice a few uh, passes uh, picked off at what seemed to be easy compared to uh, playing other opponents. So th- this, just like I've said uh, prior to this match, I mean, this is not the same Monterey Bay that we beat with a with a brace uh, back in June. These uh, these folks have improved. I mean, just imagine if uh, Rafi Diaz uh, gets healthy and gets into the net for for Monterey. Then they are going to be trouble, even more than they already are. 
Yeah, and you know, I go back to the beginning of the match and a play that I don't know if you guys remember. It was the fifth minute, and Jagger he couldn't have put a better cross to Keiko. And uh, yeah, I, I think Keiko had had it all basically laid out for him to score that goal. But I, I mean, yes, we definitely have to give some credit to the Monterey goalkeeper, right? Because it wasn't an easy stop to do, especially when you got the player right in front of you, just you know shooting it right and not even letting it uh, fall to the ground. But uh, you can't help but think that maybe Keiko could have done something differently, right? Or his shot could have gone more towards the corner, right? Because it, it was going more towards the direction of the goalkeeper, but yeah, we, we know how this sport is, right? You have sometimes just a couple of really clear opportunities and if you don't capitalize on them, then you sometimes, you know, see them capitalized on you, right? And sometimes you see them happen like right after you had your missed opportunity, right? It, it just, it happens really often that that's the circumstance. And, you know, it's just, Again, lessons for future games, especially for September 7th. I keep saying it every single time. <laughs> Let me ask you guys a question. You know, I, I really thought that Jacker um, had some brilliant moments. Um, I also think that several several of our players may have been caught um, snoozing a, a, a wee bit here and there. Um, just a, a little slow in response and reaction time. Who stood out for you as one of the best players besides Damia? Um, and if you mentioned the word Kecko, I would be totally fine with that. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, he was the one that I had picked for my pod uh, uh, <laughs> dinner winner for scoring, you know, a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, of course, he's one of my favorites just because he's part of the Spanish connection. But in your mind, who who snoozed? And who stepped up last night? Let me ask you guys that. I, fair enough question, right? I'll answer mine here in a minute. Again, we, we got scored on once, and I, I got to you know just put it on, on this goal there too. But I think Luis Felipe is noosed. And you know, in the goal, he lost his mark. And he's a tall guy, right? So you, I feel like you need to be closer, right? You know, it's, it's a set play. Tall guy. Get to the ball and, and mark your man. But he lost the mark. And again, there was only one goal in the match. So that's that's really the one that I I got to put him as this news. I, you know, I, I hate to say that, right, because he's been such a great player. But, but hey, you sometimes have those games where, where you snooze. And like you mentioned it, Sharon, as well. I mean, the team has been playing a lot of games, right? Last Wednesday, they played. Now they're going to play again on a Wednesday and against the Colorado side, which is always strong. And... I mean, again, mind-blowing to me, I, I have my own thoughts on the USL not putting their schedules right and putting all these Wednesday games, which are just terrible, especially when you also have the Cup, <laughs> the Cup games, right, uh, on top of those league Wednesday games. So you're bound to run into these things. And, you know, I think I, I was reading a comment from someone, and I'm sure other people have probably thought about it too, right? They're like, you know, oh, how do you beat an MLS team? And how do you not beat you know, a Monterey or you could insert another USL team. But when you play so many games, you kind of expect these things to happen, right? I mean, we, we want to have an all-star squad that wins everything. But realistically, you're going to have moments like that where even your top rising players are going to make a mistake here and there. Um, and, and then as far as the player thing that stood out, I, I think Jacker always stands out to me. I, I think uh, 
a lot of the games. It's just the guy runs back and forth. Just the sacrifices he makes on the pitch are always really impressive to me. And he's long overdue a goal. We want to see the famous uh, Jagger dance, but uh, he keeps trying. And I, I really like seeing those players that no matter what, you keep you know trying to take your opportunities or you keep trying to set plays for your guys, just like, as he did, right, as I mentioned earlier, with Keiko. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. But hey, the guy, the guy has a vision for knowing where his teammates are going to be at. And that's a really great trait for any player. Uh, and I know, Jared, you're going to go next, but I couldn't agree more with uh, Luis Felipe. Um, <laughs> may have been this the snoozer. Um, <laughs> and yeah, unfortunately, that goal was was possibly his mark. But if you also look at um, Danny Vidiolo, and I don't know if it was a communication error, but when a goalkeeper takes two steps forward as though he was going to access that ball or punch it out, and then he's caught, if you look, because of those two steps, and then, you know, the way that his team kind of folded in at that moment now he's backtracking so he can't reset that fast so it's a combination and it's like dang it you know because and I know he's he's looking at that goal right now because he knows that once you take those two steps out unless you have cover behind you you literally have to go for the ball at that point and then to recover and take two steps back that's the hardest thing for a keeper to do and I feel bad for him because, you know, the way that the corner came in, he was tracking it and he was set to do a punch. So between Luis Felipe not being big and tall and, you know, so, yeah, unfortunate, you know, they got a goal on us and we had a lot of chances to score an equalizer, if not go up by two, which it would have been perfect for all three of us because that would have been our score line. It didn't happen. Jared, who was your snoozer and who was your standout? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, it's a hat trick here uh, for for Luis Felipe. I mean, I, I know with as many games as they played recently, it's it's going to take a lot of, out of them. But I didn't really notice any of the usual spark that he has as far as uh, creating opportunities or uh, getting in uh, where needed. So, but uh, yeah, I think this is probably just a one off. I mean, I'm hoping it's a one off, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, given that corner, I mean, that was just unfortunately a perfect timing, a perfect opportunity for, for Monterey. Um, but I also do see where, like you mentioned, uh, Sharon, that uh, uh, Danny uh, had taken those two steps, but with where the ball was positioned, he really didn't have a a really great chance to reset and, and go back because there wasn't really a whole lot of coverage uh, in, in the back uh, that were active in getting that ball and as far as who i believe as was the spark plug of the night uh, i would definitely go with a uh, keko because he has been going up and down the field uh, as he can i mean he was definitely putting in the energy in uh, during the first half and you know chunks of the second as well but uh you know once again you're, you're gonna have your one-offs uh, especially with playing so many games on a frequent schedule this is barely off of playing uh last saturday and then of course uh once again we've got our wednesday match against colorado springs and a few days later in las vegas so it's i, I really think the schedule is starting to wear on them i mean that that might explain uh why uh, why we had this loss hopefully not anymore but you know That's for the up. folks that yeah, the folks saying, oh, you can beat MLS teams, but you can't beat uh, teams uh, below you in the USL. I'm so, I'm sorry. With the schedule like that, 
it's bound to happen. Yeah, I was going to say, bite me. <laughs> Not you, but, you know, for anybody saying that to our, about our squad. Yeah, for, for the uh, the bandwagoners and the uh, low-key haters, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. But at the same time, I'd also say that, you know, had it been Orlando last night, the players aren't going to be playing the same way, right? I mean, you know when to really give it your all. Uh, even though you might be cramping early on, right? We heard Roro mention a couple of times already. He was like, I was cramping. Like, I think he mentioned like in the 70th minute <laughs> already. And so you're going to actually have more sacrifice in those games because you know the magnitude of those games. And that that's something that I completely understand. And I'm like, hey, I don't care if we lose against all the other USL teams. If you beat Orlando, who cares? All right. I mean, that's that's my viewpoint. That's CONCACAF, baby. That's CONCACAF. You beat Orlando. So a similar thing happened. And I'm going to analogize here because of my own experience with it. But West Ham United, um, they started to tank in league games the more, the further they went into the uh, European, the UEFA Europa Cup Championship. And when they went to the semifinal, they didn't make it to the championship match. But as they got into the semifinal, I mean, they gave everything for the Europa Cup matches. And it was obvious because once those games finished, the team was gassed, uh, West Ham United. And, and they didn't end up finishing in, you know where they wanted to finish in league, but they gave everything they possibly could for these cup matches. That's how important these cup matches are to a lot of teams. And similarly, you know, I can see our team really revs up for these cup matches and you know we really do need to settle down and thank goodness we have a couple new players and as in Josh but what I want to see more out of Josh is less standing on the ball and more movement on the ball he has a tendency when I said that the team didn't seem to have a plan last night there was a lot of guys who would receive the ball not know what they were going to do with it in advance you've got to have your head on a swivel and be thinking about your next play now Kecko made a couple of errant passes last night and I, you know, and, and a lot of it was because he saw where the player was, who he was planning to pass it to. He already had a plan, but by the time he made that pass, the player had moved on. And if you remember, right, he, he passed a couple of balls right out of bounds and directly or directly into the opponent. And you knew darn well where he was headed with that ball had our guy been where he was the mm. last time Kecko checked. So you can tell the difference in some of the players. Uh, Dami is the same way. He will, he has a plan prior to getting the ball. They have their head on a swivel. I will say that is one thing. If anybody's listening, you guys got to work on that. You got to have a plan before you get the ball. Yeah, if your coach is telling you to just settle and swing it through the back line and, you know, settle and rest for a minute, that's fine. But just don't stand with one foot on the ball looking around. That just makes you look like, a silly person in my mind. And so I would tell Josh, don't stand on the ball and, you know, be aware of where everybody is. Same thing to do, you know, get a, get a little bit more swivel head thingy going, please, please, please. You know, you just can't be given the ball up easily. You stand on the ball. Somebody's going to sneak up behind you. Otherwise known as Josh had somebody sneak up behind him and steal the ball. Um, so there you go. Enough said about standing on the ball and having a plan, right? Yeah. Well, like you said, hopefully that gets uh, fixed uh, in the future too. And and I think with Josh, maybe not to defend him as much, right? But being a new guy, he has to get integrated into the system. And 
I mean, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, right? Because they did a really good job picking all the players. So I'm sure, you know, his, his potential is there, right? But it's going to take a a little bit. Hopefully we see it by the end of the season. Because <laughs> that's, that's when we really want to make sure that uh, it's on full display, especially as uh, we potentially head into playoffs, which speaking of that, we can take a look at the standings and how those are looking like. And don't worry, people. Things are still good, as I mentioned before, right? We have a, a little cushion, right? But we shouldn't be too overconfident <laughs> because that cushion can go away in a matter of a week or so. But right now we're sitting at fifth place, 23 matches played and 37 points. Uh, just above us now, we are tight in games with New Mexico, uh, but they have one more point. And then above them is Colorado, who we play against this Wednesday in an important match. Um, they have one more game than we do, and they have 42 points. So beating them would mean that we would tie in games with them, and we would just be two points away from them. Um, and then above them, San Diego with 25 matches played, two more than we do, uh, 49 points or 12 more points than we do. And then, uh, sorry to say this, Sharon, but San Antonio is is there in you know, that, that first spot there. 24 matches played, one more than we do, and... They're sitting at 56 points or uh, 19 points more than we do. And so uh, that's that's all that's looking like. And then below us, I mean, you got an El Paso, has three more games than we do, and they're three points behind us. Uh, you got Las Vegas, who we're also going to be playing against next Saturday. And again, Jared, as you mentioned, will be at that game. Uh, one more game than we do, and they have four less points. So that's going to be another critical game to make sure that Las Vegas doesn't a- actually end up getting close to us. Um, so another game that'll be critical for, you know, uh, that playoff cushion to uh, still be there in place. And then below them is LA Galaxy 2 with uh, 24 matches played, one more than we do, and 31 points or six points less than we do. And then below all the other ones, yeah, they have more they have more matches than, than we do. And then the points are, you know, are relatively still down there. But again, in a matter of a week, those teams could be really close, right? Because again, we play on Wednesday and then Saturday, and lots can happen between those two games and uh, matches played. So we're going to be catching up to a lot of the teams thanks to the Wednesday game, and it's going to be a, an interesting close of the season. But if we want to make sure that there is no drama at the end, <laughs> uh, then we definitely need to make sure that we get as much points against uh, Colorado and ideally get the win in Las Vegas so that way we can be a little bit more relieved from those teams that are below us that are trying to, uh, you know, uh, steal that playoff spot away from us. So Jared, please bring that uh, towel that you carry around with you everywhere because we're going to need it in Las Vegas. <laughs> hey, it's uh, worked in Vegas before. I'm sure it'll work again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there is that. And again, uh, this Wednesday, we actually uh, will be playing at home, luckily, because we don't want to travel to that high elevation <laughs> spot that we did with Colorado. Um, but they they are still a dangerous side. And that game will be at 8 p.m. on Wednesday. And then on Saturday, traveling to Las Vegas at 7.30 p.m. After that, the following Saturday, we play against Oakland at home. 8 p.m. is the start time for that on August 27th. And then uh, we have two traveling games, of course, right? Louisville. On September 3rd, 4.30 p.m. And then just a couple of days after the day that we're all waiting for, September 7th against Orlando at 5 p.m. Pacific. So that's 
that's what the road to the finals looking like. Not an easy road. It's going to be tough matches, but uh, we're, we're going to hope for the best and hope that we manage to get as much of the ne- next uh, 12 points that we haven't played before the final. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, hopefully the guys don't feel too overwhelmed. It's kind of funny in a regular job, not a sports job, not a you know professional athlete job. But if you have massive deadlines in a regular job where you're at a desk or whatever, and you have like these incredible major deadlines where you have to put your best product out there for, you know, whatever reason. And in this quick of a succession, it's a it's a it's a recipe for a little bit of burnout, you know, and fatigue. So I'm hoping that whatever the team has going underneath for care you know, for encouragement, for pep talks, for rest, you know, to combat this feeling that, you know, they could be feeling a little bit overwhelmed looking ahead. I just hope the guys are just like, no, I'm just going to switch on the adrenaline and I'm going to buzz right through all this. I can do all, I can meet all these deadlines. I can meet everything with gusto and I'm not going to be overwhelmed because this is my job and I love it. That is the attitude, you know, that joyful attitude we've talked about, Luis and Jared in the past. When you play with joy, you can overcome everything. When you work with joy, you can overcome, you know, deadlines. So these, I I just have the highest hopes for these guys. They're a good tight-knit group. Mark Briggs speaks so highly of them. And irrespective of how we pick on them a little bit and we pick apart the games, we love every single one of the players, even our loaned players that come to us. Uh, It doesn't matter. Our academy guys, we love everybody. We just think that this is the best thing that Sacramento in the region has going for them. We want Roro, a star on the Hall of Fame or Walk of Fame in Sacramento. There's so much to recognize with this team. So anyhow, enough said. Yeah, I I, I keep saying it over and over again that they did a really great job in picking the players this season because other seasons we've complained about maybe a select few, right, that just aren't doing their job. But this season, I think everyone's put their best foot forward. And, I mean, that that's why we're in the final, the cup. <laughs> it's not just any team that makes it to that final. So, um, you know, that, that speaks volumes of them too. And I think something good out of the following four games is that, well, you know, they are traveling to Las Vegas and then Louisville. Uh, Las Vegas is just what an hour and a half light away. Luckily, it's not too, too far. And with Louisville, it actually plays to our favor, right? That the team won't be coming back to Sacramento, but actually flying to Orlando right after the game, right? So that kind of minimizes, you know, traveling time. As all of us who are going to Orlando know, it's going to take us like five hours and a half (laughs) to get there. So uh, at least there's that. I think there's a positive in that. As much as Louisville is a really strong side, to play against before a, a really uh, important final. <laughs> All right, I think it's time for a podcast winner dinner and seeing how the standings are looking like for that. And as I mentioned, nothing changed. I still got 12 points, Sharon has seven, and Jared has five. So they still add up to my score. Uh, but we will be now predicting uh, for the game this Wednesday, August 17th against Colorado. So Sharon, Jared, which one of you wants to go first or... Am I the one that will go first? Where are you guys pointing at me? Violence is golden. You go first. (laughs) Uh, uh, All right. Um, Well, I actually have uh, a prediction that, again, I hope I'm wrong and we actually end up getting the three points. But I know Colorado's a strong side. And again, 
we've been playing a lot of games and it's yet another Wednesday game. So I'm going with a 1-1 for this game. And Roro scores the goal. If he's not there, then I would see Keko getting the goal in this one. Boy, are we ever twinsies. I have a 1-1 tie. (laughs) Dami scoring our goal and Roro, if Dami doesn't see the pitch, then Roro scoring. Isn't that fun? I want Keko in there, but, you know, I don't know if he'll be starting. Um, So I have, uh, you know, I, 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 he should be starting. We'll just put it that way. And he's been so freaking dangerous lately. But for some reason, I just have a feeling about Dami. This is going to be a tough match, uh, especially Colorado. They've been uh, night and day sometimes, especially losing to Phoenix and then, Tying 4-4 with El Paso. I'm going to say 1-0 uh, Republic of C. Uh, I am going to say, as far as who gets the goal, I'm going to say Malik Foster. I mean, I, I know I've been kind of repeating that again. Uh, if Malik doesn't get it, then I will say Luther. You know, there's nothing wrong. I play some roulette. There's nothing wrong with having a standard bet that you always make, you know? Seriously, Jared, with Malik. <laughs> True. You're just keeping it on the same, you know, ought or, you know, what is he, 99? You just, oh, <laughs> there's no 99 in roulette, but you're just literally, your chips are on 99. I mean, the, the 99 rating, I mean, that could go for his speed, that could go for his uh, vertical. So I figure, why not? I mean, Mm-hmm. Ever since he came back from injury at against uh, Red Bulls two in New Jersey, I mean he's been been yeah you know, he, he's been blazing. I mean he's he's been get getting it. I'm mean, across. I mean New Jersey, the first match in Monterey. I mean he's just all over the field. So I'm 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 giving a lot, a lot of uh, hope in him. So so I'm hoping he scores one in. But really anybody, someone uh, <laughs> on our team, get 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 that goal in. Let's just get the three points and then move on to Las Vegas. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So so speaking of interesting things and Malik, you know, his uh, penalty kick that he made against Kansas City, right? You know, mm-hmm. where he did the backflip and then he did the, you know, goodnight thing. Uh, so bless his heart. But we got mocked and I am a little mm-hmm. taken aback by Monterey for the player that's, that scored and he did the mm-hmm. whole, you know, put the the Betty by thing he he mocked us and he should have been supporting us instead because we're going up in the you know in this big huge championship on September 7th that would be the last thing you would want a fellow USL comrade you know USLC comrade to do to mock you and he did he mocked he mocked Malik Foster you know with the same thing and it was like we we're all upset you know, in our little tiny watch party, it's like, hey, that was poor form. You really ought to be supporting us. So maybe by doing that, he's like, okay, you know, hey, I support you, Malik. I'm doing the same thing you do, but whatever. Yeah, I wonder if it's if it's that too. And I mean, it's unfortunate and you see it in other leagues as well, right? I mean, I've seen Mexican teams that go to the CONCACAF Champions League and, you know, if that's not the team you support, people are not supporting them. And I think especially more so with the USL and with, you know, USL teams not normally making it to a cup final, then, I mean, everyone should be trying to uh, hope that they win, right? Because it it not only benefits us, right, Sacramento, but also the league as a whole, right? Because it just showcases that it's, uh, 
this is a league that you can come and play. You know, it might not be the first division, but hey, this is a really strong second division. And it just continues to make the case for pro rel, at least, you know, just putting it out there. So it's a shame. It's, you know, that's how it is. And I know myself and, you know, you guys might disagree, right? But I think if it was Phoenix in the final, heck, even San Antonio, I'd still want him to win it. Because, I, you know, you, you you would still want, I think, a USL team to beat an MLS team because we know just how much uh, MLS talks down on, on any other division. So, Well, you know, one, one last glass of gratitude, Luis. Thank you for always being the backbone of this podcast. Really appreciate that. And I know you're going to do the socials. And Jared, for always showing up, man, um, and giggling appropriately at different things by the way the cactus candy is delicious i have to meter it out because it is so juicy okay glaza of gratitude number 500 for sharon jared gave Luis and i the last time he saw us boxes of cactus candy and i'll tell you what it i love that type of candy i like that kind of gooey but it's perfectly cut into these squares and is put into this gold foil. Each square has its own little box. And, <laughs> and then there's little tissue on top to kind of keep them from gumming each other up. And it's just like this beautiful display of cactus candy and it's delicious. So if anybody ever goes to the Southwest and you pick yourself up a box of this special cactus candy, do it. It's awesome. And thank you so much, Jared. Like I said, I've been metering it out because it's just so succulent and sweet. It's wonderful. Uh, you're welcome. I was just glad that um, for the last uh, match out in Sacramento, of, you know, of the uh, U.S. Open Cup semifinal, that I was able to fly out a little bit later, and some shop more of the shops at uh, Phoenix Sky Harbor were open. And as soon as I saw that one had the uh, the cactus candy, I just made a beeline for that uh, af- after security. So I was just glad to be able to, to score uh, boxes of those for it for you too. Yeah, yeah. I, I joined in on Sharon with that one and. I haven't tried them yet. I'm waiting for a special occasion, but uh, yeah, I, I'm going to be trying them soon because I, I I never even heard of it. And it's so awesome that, you know, it's only available over there. And I'm all about those like unique food items that you can only find in one spot. And don't wait because it really it's delectable, you know, open it up for your family. You know, <laughs> it's a it's a good thing. Take it to the next uh, Sunday brunch with your family. It's delicious. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll have to do that too as well. I could share the uniqueness of it too. All right, well, uh, as I mentioned before, if you're not following us on social media yet, please uh, give us a follow. Find us at State Republic 12 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And really, if you're not following us yet, this is the time to do so because, and I'm I'm still planning it out. You know, I'm still trying to coordinate details and whatnot, but we know that, we keep mentioning September 7th and the Open Cup final and all that. And we really want to make a big deal out of it because it is a big deal. And since we're going to be flying out there, we're going to be doing multiple live shows. And likely it's going to be all on Instagram because that we find that that's the uh, most uh, efficient platform for us to go live on. Um, so particularly follow the Instagram page at State Republic 12 because I already know for sure that Sharon and I are going to be on the same flight from San Francisco to Orlando. And by the time that she gets there, I think she's going to be going there for an hour. I'll be there pretty early as well. We're going to be doing Instagram live there, even if it's five, 10 minutes. 
it'll be probably like seven in the morning on Labor Day. But if anyone's up already, <laughs> join us as, as you know, you could see our excitement as, you know, we get prepped to get on the flight. And more so when we're over there as well, we want to do a live town hall show the night before. And I'm still trying to figure out where we could do that, where it's not too noisy. So that way, you know, we're not getting music and all this and that. Um, but we're going to be doing something. And we understand it's three hours more over there than over here. So it'll be probably a little bit later, uh, possibly around 5 p.m. Pacific time, uh, 5.30 for those people who might be getting out of work and want to tune in. But uh, we're going to be talking all about the game that will be happening the following night and the day of the game again we're going to be finalizing more details but we're going to be doing just a lot of spontaneous random live shows um uh, i think throughout the day and we're going to be outside the stadium walking around and uh, just you know seeing what the vibe is for everyone who can't make it out there we want to make you feel like you're there and we're going to do our best through these live shows so please uh, follow those pages and uh, leave your comments and interact with us because we're going to be having uh, quite a blast, uh, us three, September 7th, and potentially wearing matching shirts as well for the first time. Uh, but we'll, we have yet to see uh, shirt sizings, I think, and how they are. I hope the medium isn't too small me, but we'll see. We'll see. We're going to have some white shirts with uh, State of the Republic logos. And if we're not wearing them, we'll probably just be like <laughs> holding them <laughs> as, so, as if they're a flag. Ladies, ladies. <laughs> Luis is going to make a great dad someday because he's outfitting his family with the same shirt so we don't get lost. You know, we're all going to be wearing the same shirt. So this man is set up to be a good papa because every time you go on vacation, everybody's going to have magic jokes. <laughs> that gives me a couple of good ideas, I think, for I could actually get more. I mean, our shirts only have a logo, but I could put more on there, too, right? <laughs> SOTR crew at the Open Cup final and then put the date on there at the bottom and <laughs> I'll get all a Disney family with it, right? As, as y'all know, when you go to Disneyland and you got those uh, family shirts, right? And <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> so it's, yeah, and there might be more merchandise. I don't know. We'll see if, if we're able to order it on time and it's able to, to get here. It's is it, But we'll for sure have stickers and We'll probably be doing some sticker slaps wherever we can slap responsibly around Orlando. <laughs> I may need more uh, stickers because I've been kind of letting some of mine go. So I got more. I, I still have, you know, I, I think I, I'm close to running out, but I still got more. We're supplied at least to the to the end of the final cup game. <laughs> so all good. All good on that department. All right. Well, other than that, everyone, uh, do tune in. Speaking of town hall live shows, I know the, the Cub kind of takes over our conversations and all that. But since we do have a home game on Wednesday, we're going to be doing a, a town hall live show on Tuesday, covering in more detail the game against Colorado. And uh, we might be joined by some of us here and uh, whatnot, but we'll have other fans as usual. And we'll put the invite out if you want to join us. Uh, uh, just let us know and we'll send out the StreamYard link. So you can uh, join and, and talk or you can also hide in the comments as well and leave your comments um, and whatnot. Uh, we just want to hear what, what you have to say about the match and just in general. Um, get all hyped up for the final cup game. Go ahead. You know, <laughs> Awesome. Well, Sharon, Jared, any last words before we say uh, either good morning or good night to everyone? 
Next time, chocolate. No, go Republic. <laughs> I don't know. Chocolate from here is it's kind of risky. I mean, uh, until October anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yes, definitely go Republic. Uh, let's get this win on Wednesday and then bring on Las Vegas because I need I need to party on Fremont. Hopefully with three points. Yes. Yeah. Please do so because uh want to make sure of that and and make sure that you know he has a good time and that you know he flies back uh pretty happy too and that and that, that towel keeps giving us good luck too as well like we need we need the good, the good luck of the towel to be there especially in vegas too because it it loves to travel to vegas <laughs> party on guards <laughs> <laughs> awesome well everyone thank you so much uh, for listening to our episode tonight and as always for all your support and we'll see you in a couple of days with a special interview with Lee Neves, who is actually uh, Stockton Cargo's president. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Stockton Cargo is the USLW's new soccer team here in the Central Valley. So it's a pretty big deal because we, we don't have that many uh, soccer teams here in the Valley. So have a great morning or night, everyone, whenever you might be listening to us. And we'll see you next week. Cue the music.